prayer problems. That is the focus of our time today as we look again at Daniel 6. Join us. From the well, a Christian community in Livermore, California, welcome to Times of Refreshing. Pastor Napoleon Kaufman will return us to Daniel chapter 6, verses 1 through 10 today, and the problems that we will encounter if we commit to praying, because our adversary knows the power of prayer and will do anything to stop us. But as we're seeing, the blessings and fruits of our prayer life will always outweigh the trials that Satan will bring our way. Won't you join us for an encouraging look at prayer problems and how to overcome them? Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. All of us here, we want to advance the kingdom of God by being faithful. And then when the devil does try to attack us, you're going to see this later on in this chapter, that we are justified by God because we are maintaining the right character positions so that God can elevate us. It says not only that, It says in verse 4, it says, But they could find no charge or fault because he was faithful, nor was there any error or fault found in him. This is number three, error. It says here, error and fault kind of go together here. It says here, this word, it means, error means failure to perform one's responsibilities. Everything that the king was asking him to do, he did it. Everything concerning a responsibility standpoint, he was there. He was faithful. He did what he was supposed to do. So when the devil through these men are trying to find something, they can't find it. Because he's consistent. He's faithful. An excellent spirit. He's handling his business right. And it's the same thing for us as we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We have to find ourselves in this spot because through your prayers, there's going to be problems because the devil's listening to what you have to say. He's going to try to trip you up some way to stop you. But if we if we're in this spot, no weapon that is formed against us is going to prosper. We're going to have weapons that are going to form, but they're not going to prosper because we positioned ourselves the right way. He he was without error, and he was in this position where when it came to his responsibilities, he handled them. He handled them. doesn't say that he was perfect, but he handled his business to such a degree that, that they couldn't, the devil didn't have anything to grab a hold of. We got to ask ourselves, man, am I, am, I, am, I, am I faithful? I've been praying and I'm believing God for this, that, and the other, but am I faithful? I know my boss sees me, but how come he's not promoting me? I'm trying to come out of this situation. How come it's not working out right? I know God is the God of advancement. He wants to bless me and prosper me. He wants to do great things in my life, but... But man, I got to admit, you know, it's, it's not even the end of January and I've already showed up to work late seven days. I got to admit, Pastor, I was, I was tripping, you know, that, that, that five minutes of sleep, you know, that five minutes of sleep. 
And we, and, and we stop and we don't realize that those are things that the devil looks at and he says, hmm, I can stop them because their character, they're not, they're not letting God deal with their character. I can stop them because I'm going to have this person report some stuff that they stole, I mean borrowed <laughs> on the job. I can stop them. And what happens is we don't see this dynamic. You're not just here for natural reasons. You're here to advance God's kingdom. God saved you. Not, he saved you for purpose. Can I have an amen, y'all? He loves you, but you're not just here just so you can blow up. He's trying to put, he's trying to use you as a chess piece to move back darkness and bring in his light. And in the midst of that, we get blessed in the process. God didn't take Joseph from the pit to Potiphar's house to the prison or to the palace just for himself. He was advancing him for the kingdom and to to look back and grab his family members and bring them out of their bondage by positioning him. You don't know who you're going to bless by being where you need to be. Can I have an amen? Because you responded the way God is looking for you to respond. Look what happens here, saints. It says here, it says here in verse 5. Then these men said, we shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these men said, we shall not, we shall not find any charge against it. And then he says, so these governors and satraps thronged before the king and said thus to him, O king, he says, Darius live forever. We know the rest. He goes down and these things happen. But I want to jump down to verse 10 because this is key. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed. Somebody say he prayed. He prayed and gave thanks before his God as was his custom since early days. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Now, I want to just stop here for a minute and minister on this. This ultimately was the issue. The devil didn't like this that was going on. Daniel had the character. He had the, the, uh, the characteristics. He, God was moving in his life. But also, we see that Daniel's custom was to pray. And as he's praying, he's connecting with God. He's developing his relationship with God. He's advancing the kingdom. He's getting all the wisdom that he needs. He's getting all the understanding that he needs. His spirit is being revived and awakened every day as he's praying before God. He's taking on the nature of the Lord from an internal standpoint. God is constantly constructing him and reconstructing him and building him up as he's learned, as he's praying every day. He's becoming a powerful force in the nation because he prays. He's taking steps forward to reveal the character of God because he prays. 
And he's doing all these things, and the devil can do nothing but sit back and watch as Daniel is getting better and better and stronger and stronger and more intimate and more intimate with God because he's a praying man. The enemy uses these men to try to stop him in regards to worshiping his God and having his relationship with God. And it's no different than what's going on in the culture right now. Let me say this, saints. The devil doesn't mind us having church services. But when we start getting back to the basics of the fundamentals of prayer and seeking God and going before his throne and developing an intimacy with God and and allowing God to reconstruct and construct us from from the inside out, that's what troubles him. It troubles the enemy when we begin to we begin to march in this direction. This is why the devil he tries to have churches that pop up where there is no prayer. You don't need to pray. You don't need to hear the word. Aren't you bored hearing that? Haven't you heard that before? You don't need to do that. Why are they doing that? And the enemy will bring all these excuses in our minds to try to stop us because he knows what happens in the spirit when we begin to connect with God through prayer. And the only way as we allow God to deal with our character, the only way that, and I want to say this right. Saints, you see what's going on in the culture. Let me, let me just say this. You see what's going on in the culture. The devil, he, he doesn't want the church to be the church. He wants the church to be a social club. You know how it is. When you really get on fire for God and you really repent and you really turn away from stuff. Oh, brother, it doesn't take all that. You're just being religious, man. I'm not with all those rules. Aren't you supposed to be loving Then why are you talking about sin? Jesus doesn't care about that. I don't feel comfortable at that church the well because they tell you that you got to stop fornicating and I I just have my needs. That's that's right where the devil wants you. But when you begin to pray and God begins to deal with your character and then now it becomes your custom to pray. That becomes the only place where a person can find fault in your life, in their minds. Is now, now you're taking it too far. You can't worship anything else or anyone else but, but who we have established. And this is what they're saying to David. And this, I mean to Daniel. And this is, this is what's going to happen at the end of the age. When the Antichrist hits this planet and begins to manifest himself. He wants to be worshipped alone as God, and he's going to try to stop all of us from worshipping and praying to our God. But I got news for the devil right now as I stand in the presence of God. I will pray and pray and pray and seek God, and I will seek God. I don't care what comes my way. Can I have an amen in here? And that, and this is the reason why there's going to be a great falling away because people are going to just forsake the fundamentals of this type of intimacy, the intimacy that Daniel was willing to stand on. He had the character. He had his prayer life intact. 
And we know the story. We're going to read down right here. They could not find anything in terms of fault. He maintained his prayer life. He did not back off because of the threat. Tone it down, Brother Kaufman. Nope. You're going to lose church members. Bye. Don't preach on that. Yes, I will. Don't talk about homosexuality. I'm going to talk about what Jesus said. Don't you talk about this. Well, hey. Peace in the Middle East. I'm going to keep preaching like this. Can I have an amen, y'all? Don't, don't talk about this and don't talk about that. But there's a lot of pastors who have shut down. They don't want to touch these subjects. I don't want to go there because I, I need my money coming in. And we need our churches full and we want to be loving. If you love somebody, tell them the truth. Can I have an amen in here? If you love them, tell them the truth. Speak the truth in love. Tell them the truth. I love you. I got to tell you that's not right. And I tell you, and, I, and I've, been, I've been in, you guys, some of you guys know my history. We, we started this church. We didn't, we didn't start this. I didn't take over a big church. I've seen this thing. I've seen this church grow from nothing except me sitting in my prayer room, listening to God say, I want you to plant this church. And then God draw people. That were hungry for him. And so my allegiance is to God. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen? And if people come, praise the Lord. If they go, praise the Lord. I just want to stay faithful and, and preach. Amen. And love on people and see people coming to the knowledge of who Jesus is. And for us, we have to see that for you and I, don't you change or be intimidated Daniel wasn't intimidated. He kept praying to the place that he opened up his window. His relationship with God and his prayers were going to create a problem. But he continued to pray anyway. Don't draw back from your commitment to Christ because somebody doesn't like you or somebody is trying to tell you, stop that or you can't do that. You see, God, now let me say this before we move on. Now, don't go on your job and go crazy. He that wins souls is wise. Look at your neighbor and say, wise. Don't come up in there speaking in tongues and trying to cast the devil out when you're supposed to be working the cash register. You're supposed to be working the cash register. Can I have an Amen. Don't go up in there acting crazy. You're supposed to be working a cash register right now. We can get to that. We do that. See, the Lord, ain't nobody going to tell me nothing. God said, God didn't tell you to leave your cash register. You're going to get fired. And God's going to give the okay. (laughs) So be wise. But at the same time, like Daniel, we see that the decree was such to the point where he, he would not allow them to dictate what he was going to do in terms of his prayer life and his private time with God. 
He would not let it. He would not be moved. And watch what happens. Verse 18. Skip down to verse 18. This is pretty powerful here. Now, basically, the governors and set traps, they tricked the king because he didn't know that they're ultimately doing this against, da- against Daniel, whom he loved. He signs the decree. It's already established. It cannot be changed. And so he has to throw Daniel in the lion's, lion's den. But in verse 18, we pick up the story. Now the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. And no musicians were brought before him. Also his sleep went from him. Then the king arose er- very early in the morning and went in haste to the den of lions. And when he had came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke, saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God, somebody say my God. My God sent his angel and shut the lions' mouths so that they have not hurt me Now listen to this, because, somebody say because, because I was found innocent before him. And also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. Now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take him, Daniel, out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no injury whatsoever was found on him because he believed in his God. Then Daniel, I mean Darius, honors Daniel and exalts him and God and issues decrees, I mean powerful. But the two things that we have to see is number one, he was innocent in the sight of God. How many know in this room that if you're innocent in the sight of God, he will fight for you? He will fight for you and I. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know everyone's situation in here. But I know if you maintain your integrity before God, then God will turn around and fight for you. If you have an excellent spirit, if you, if you maintain this posture of prayer. Now, if he would have been in this situation and his character was wrong and then he started to draw back from his prayer life because he was intimidated by what everybody else was saying. He wouldn't have been innocent in the sight of God. God would have had an ought with him. But the Bible says that he was innocent in the sight of God. Not only was he innocent in the sight of God, he had done no wrong to the king. And this is the posture that we have to have. We want to make sure that we're doing what we're doing before God from a spiritual standpoint. But then we want to make sure we're watching in such character in the world so that people, when they do release an accusation, there's no fault with us. And this is the balance that I'm trying to convey here as a church and as the people of God. We can't just say, God, we want to be right with God. But we also want to do things like have an excellent spirit, be faithful, no fault within us. 
as we're navigating in the marketplace and navigating in the world so that people come and they have accusation. They can bring the accusation all they want. But if God is on your side, the weapon may form, but it's not going to prosper on you. You're going to have the last laugh. Oh, man, I just feel this. I just feel this right now. You're going to have the last laugh. And as we do this, God ultimately, now he takes this moment and he elevates himself even higher in the kingdom. Look at this. Look at verse 24. And the king gave command. And they brought these men who had accused Daniel and they cast them into the den of lions. Them, their children, and their wives. And the lions overpowered them. And broke all their bones in pieces before they ever came to the bottom of the den. Then the king Darius wrote to all peoples, nations, languages that dwell in all the earth. Peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in every dominion. This is getting me fired up. Of my kingdom, men must tremble. And fear before the God of Daniel. Daniel's advancement meant God's, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. You have to see that as God is moving you, he's moving the kingdom. He says here, for he is the living God and steadfast forever. His kingdom is the one which shall not be destroyed. And his dominion shall endure to the end. He delivers and rescues, and he, and he works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. Who has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions? So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. This moment, which was a tough moment of backlash, became a moment of elevation. His prayer attracted and caused problems, but the problem didn't stop him from advancing. And I want to close by saying this, saints, as we, as we learn to pray, seek God, allow God to perfect our character, give us excellent spirits, be faithful. Don't walk in error or, or, or fault, and, and we allow God, and we stand with God through our prayer life. Regardless of the pressure that we feel from the culture or friends or families or whatever it is. That in the end, God is going to continue to promote his people because the gates of hell shall not prevail against God and his church. But we have to have these character qualities. We have to maintain this posture. And we have to see that as God is lifting you up, he's advancing his kingdom. Stop worrying about everybody and what they're saying. Realize you're a chess piece. And it's not about you. It's about the kingdom. Don't take it personal. It's about the kingdom. The enemy wants to stop momentum, but it's about the kingdom. Daniel, in this moment, all he did was pray, continue to pray, believed on his God, He didn't get into some fight and start arguing with people. He maintained his integrity. God used him. I'm saying this to you. 
This is what God's going to do for you. I feel a powerful anointing in this place right now. There's some people right now, this is you. And the Spirit of God is in this room right now reminding you. Hang on and watch what God's going to do. Our production of The Well Christian Community, this has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. Now, there are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925 925- Two nine two seventy eight hundred. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community, twenty three thirty three Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California. The zip code nine four five five one. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. 